Welcome to the Top 10 Gardener with Master Gardener, Ken Lane. Gardening can be challenging, but with Ken's tips, tricks, and top 10 advice, you'll reap huge rewards. Now welcome your garden host, Ken Lane. So I've been cleaning up my yard, so all the last year's vegetables are all pulled out. The soil is open. I've added some manure, some fertilizer, kind of getting the soils ready. I pulled last year's um, annual flowers. They're, they're coming out. Some of the perennials like peonies and, and your echinaceas, some of these other perennial great summer blooming flowers I've, I've cut back. So clean up. And so I, I just thought I'd touch on real quick what happens when a plant goes dormant? What are they doing under, underneath the ground? This is basic gardening 101, but a lot of these spring blooming plants, they are, it takes tremendous amounts of energy for a forsythia. That's one of the first plants, to, uh, shrubs, to bloom golden yellow in spring. So usually at, sometime in March, they're going to they're gonna ignite with new, new growth, new flowers. They always flower first, then, then get their foliage. It takes a lot of energy to pull that off. Well, some of these plants need to rest in between bloom cycles. This can, this can be hard to you folks from tropical climates. You, you're used to green. I want it to bloom all year round. I can't believe they take a rest. Well, you don't, you can't grow lilac or for Rose of Sharon's or, or for Scythia or peonies in, in a tropical climate. They like to grow in this four season climate. They need a rest period. They need short days, cold nights. They kind of, they're, they're, they're in, they're in stasis. They're growing, but they're not growing very quickly. They're just kind of taking a break, getting their energy ready. And then when they take off in spring, they just ignite with new growth. Now, if so, perennial and annual, what's the difference? And this gets my new customers new to the area, it confuses them some. Number one that confuses them is uh, a red fountain grass. It grows so well in Phoenix, so great in the Palm Springs, the, the, the tropical climates. This beautiful red grass, great plumes, gets about hip high, looks great in the landscape, looks great in containers, raised beds, but it's an annual. It does not take the cold. So it looks, so the top died back like all the other perennial grasses. It died back, uh, but the roots are actually dying now too. So this cold is really permeated and killing off every square inch of this plant. Whereas pampas grass, deer grass, fescues, zebra grass, these are all perennials. They've got the same top growth as kind of brown and straw colored, but the roots are just resting. They're taking the cold. They're fine. They get plenty of antifreeze to protect them. They're not, they're going to come back, uh, but they need to rest underneath before they start erupting with brand new growth and then covered in plumes. So if you want to know the difference, take an irrigation flag or, or a popsicle stick, something where you can mark that plant. Just kind of go, oh, there was a plant here. There's a plant here. There's a plant there. And the ones that come back, those are the perennials. The ones that just never seem to come back from the ground, those were annuals from last year. That can happen with grasses. It can be uh, flowering plants, shrubs. So uh, bougainvillea, that's a famous plant down in Phoenix. Um, that is a hardcore annual here. It will not come back unless you bring it indoors or you cheat it somewhere or have a greenhouse. But out in the landscape, that is not going to come back. Whereas honeysuckle, it will. Honeysuckle needs to rest a bit. So you see, it's, it's, it looks a little rough right now. It's still got some foliage, no flowers really, but honeysuckle is this 
very fast growing vine that's very easy to care for. Great plant for here. Every yard needs at least one. I mean, honeysuckle is just so robust here. That's the one where as a kid used to pull out the stem and the, 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 the stem inside the flower and suck the nectar. It's, it smells very fragrant. That's honeysuckle. That's a perennial. It's going to come back. I know it may look a little rough with some foliage dropping off. I call it semi-deciduous. That is, it'll hold some foliage, but it'll drop some too. Whereas a silver lace vine, a clematis, uh, wisteria, these are all perennials as well, but they truly lose all of their foliage in the winter. They rust underground, and then they're going to come back with fresh new growth, usually in March, You'll see brand new growth coming and then wisteria starts blooming in April sometime. So just this progression. But plants need to rest. These really fast growers need to rest. Uh, fruit trees, if they didn't get to rest, you would have tiny little putsy apricots, little itty bitty pears. You wouldn't get very many grapes, you would, berries. You just wouldn't get any. So they need to rest to kind of get their energy back and then take off the new growth again. Pine trees, your evergreens, they're the same way. They need, they grow really fast in spring. They're going to take off here in a couple months. Sometime into February, March, they're going to just ignite with brand new candle growth. This new evergreen, you know, uh, conifers are things with needles, basically. So these conifers are going to grow, and then you only get one shot at it, and then it starts to solidify. It starts to take that new growth. Then it gets thicker. It starts to build up wax over it. So it gets real robust, very drought hardy. It'll take on the heat of summer. And then it just locks in. And that's all you get until the following spring. Right now, they're hibernating and they're starting to force their new uh, buds or buttons at the very end of their, of their branches from last year. They've got new buttons coming out and that's going to be the new growth. The bigger you can get that button or the bigger you can get that new nodule, the, the, the more the growth is going to come out. Your fruit trees, the more flower buds, the buds you see up and down that stem, those are flower buds. More than likely, those are flower buds. That's going to be next spring's uh, a growth. That's going to be next spring's uh, fruit, whatever that happens to be. So up here in the mountains, we tend to grow apples, pears, apricots, nectarines, uh, let's see, cherries, peaches, pluots. And we need late bloomers. So we want things to be late blooming. Fruit trees, if you get a desert variety, it will grow up here, but it, it blooms too early. And so it's exposed to frost. And so the frost will take the flowers. So if it frosts while that plant is blooming, it's going to not kill the plant. It just takes that flower and, and doesn't allow it to fruit. Whereas late blooming, we have certain varieties. There's certain varieties of apples that bloom later than others. You want that one. There's certain varieties of, of apricots that bloom later than others. That's the one you want. And so those are plants that will come out of that dormancy and take off. So perennials come back every year. Annuals just live for one year and they're they're done. So and that gets it gets kind of tricky for folks. Uh, another one that a lot of folks make make mistakes with, these are big in Southern California, your succulents. So succulents are this a huge family of plants. So your grandparents grew uh, hens and chick. That's probably the oldest variety that we have. But we've, we'll sell, I don't know, 50 varieties here at any given time. The ones we focus in on are perennials, ones that grow here at higher elevation. But so many folks bring their collection from Southern California or that 
more tropical climates. And then they they go, they grow great during the season, but then come winter, they just get vaporized. They turn black, mushy, they just fall over and they die. Uh, the Phoenix folks, they bring their cacti out. Or folks in the Midwest, I'm moving to Arizona, I want a saguaro, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a cactus garden. Well, not up here. You're not gonna very many because there's not many that grow outdoors here. We grow pine trees at this elevation. The, the true collections of cacti, they're going to start at Black Canyon City and lower, where it's really hot. You can actually see the line as you come up I-17. You can see the line where, oops, too cold. Saguaros no, no longer grow at this level and beyond. We're at that level and beyond. We're up there. So they're just not going to grow here. But if you were to plant it, it would do fantastic until January. Then it's going to get cold and... Get, get just die. It's going to turn black, get mushy, fall over, get wilty, and just not come back. So that's the different perennials come back year after year, but they need a rest period. Annuals just bloom, bloom their heads off. They're just fantastic. And then they're done. They can't do this anymore. And they have no antifreeze in them. So that's, that's what's happening right now. If you want to maximize the growth, fertilize, Feed your plants of spring. So spring bloomers, lilacs, forsythia, uh, flowering jasmine, uh, I would say wisteria. These are heavy feeders. They need a rest period and they need a lot of food to produce that new flower for next spring. Fertilize them. All of your evergreens. It's going to keep them greener and it's going to maximize that new candle growth next spring. It's going to make be a game changer. I know it seems kind of weird uh, fertilizing in, in spring or in, in winter. No, it, it makes a difference. You'll get better growth next spring, especially if you got a new landscape. You just need something bigger. I want that neighbor to be blocked like next after next spring's growth. Fertilize it. Make a big difference. Use the 744 all-purpose plant food. All right. We'll be right back with more after this. As the days get longer and brighter, houseplants can struggle and scorch, but we have the solution. At Waters, we've organized our houseplants from A to Z for the brightest of sunny locations, many even bloom. With experts that know plants and how to make them grow. Shipments of the freshest houseplants in town have just arrived from A to Z and ready for a bright new home. Waters Garden Center people who love bright green houseplants they love to shop found in prescott you're listening to garden master ken lane owner of waters garden center in prescott join his daily podcast for timely garden advice seasonally right for the gardens ken can be found throughout the week at waters garden center in prescott or through his website at top10gardener.com 